0: Welcome into a special edition of 11 Personnel. I'm Nick Roush here with Adam Luckett on a Saturday night because we got the fever. Not Saturday night fever, football recruiting fever. Kentucky is on a roll on the recruiting front, back to back to back, four-star commitments. First, it was the Wade Twins. Now, Keontae Goodwin is in the fold. He's the highest Ranked commitment of the Mark Stoops era, and he's going to be a Wildcat. Woo! Pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. And this this
1: Nick was they've been working on this for a long time, long time. And this is really a huge feather in the cap of Vince Miro. They've been recruiting this kid since he was pretty much an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. Um, and this before his eighth grader, yeah. <laughs> Aspirations Gym is a place they've really had to work hard at, it seems like, to build a relationship. Um, and they've kind of chipped away. Um, the Wandell Robinson transfer, getting Carrington Valentine on the team, I think that certainly helped in this. And now it's, it's paid off in a huge recruiting win over Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama um, for, for Keontae Goodwin um, to come in and really be a left tackle that can, that can assist and play right away. As a true freshman.
0: Yeah, we're gonna talk about the ramifications of each commitment: Goodwin, Keaton, and Destin Wade. We'll we'll just work our way backwards because it's what's freshest on our minds. But the the you really nailed it there, Luckett, in two ways. One, that this guy can be a day one player at left tackle. That's not a spot that you typically get day one players but goodwin is that legit he was worth the hype back in the day he had his moments but he is unlike i really like you we're gonna have you can watch his tape all you want nothing will do it justice to seeing this kid in person he is a behemoth of a man with size 11 hands that swallow your own his legs are I, I, it's really it's really hard for me to do any of his athletic abilities justice without seeing him in person. I went and watched him work out earlier this week. He's every bit of six eight three hundred 300 pounds, and he's outrunning guys that literally weigh half of his size. He's got explosiveness. He's got power. And the thing that I, I like most about him is when we first saw him, you know, he's this kind of chubby, nice kid, and he's still a nice, soft-spoken guy who likes to crack jokes. But he's got this mean streak now where – he told me, he's like, you know, I I used to not be that kind of aggressive, you know, but like now sometimes I'll just see a paper on the floor and the switch is flipped and I'm ready to just go crazy. He's like, before games, I'll look and I'll see something wrong with the door. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to mess somebody up today. This dude is mean. He's nasty. He's got all the tools and all he needs is a coach to really help him perfect his craft and become a technician because he's unlike any offensive lineman we've seen in this state before. And it's a state that's produced produce some incredible offensive linemen. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go ahead and call him an in-state in product, even though
1: he's yeah, over he, there and sh- on the wrong side of the bridge.
0: Right. He but, plays for Charlestown High School, but he grew up in the West End of Louisville. Right. My aspirations in Louisville. He's a Louisville kid.
1: Yeah, you mentioned the, the athleticism. On tape, you can see multiple times where – um, they, there's one play doesn't make the tackle off an interception, but he runs from one hash mark to the other a 40, 50 yard sprint. And really was going to catch the kid probably before he scored. Um, if some, if his teammate wasn't ahead of him, mm-hmm. there's also him on defense running down a pass from one, one hash mark to the other side of the field. So that athleticism is there. You can really tell that this kid can run. And then you mentioned that main street, there is a, there's a motor. Um, we just talked about it with that athleticism running down, but um, he finishes blocks. He makes sure the players knows when he's blocking that he's finishing them in the dirt. Maybe a little extra, extra uh, forearm shiver every once in a while, which is what what you want from an offensive lineman. Yeah. So just just on that alone, man, like you can. There's some tools here. Um, he does a really good job of striking. Um, he needs to work on probably his transition from striking to. You know, leg drive because he can get stalemated a little bit, but once he gets going, these other guys he's playing are toast. Uh, he,
0: he would like go. He's ahead. got one of those blindside looking blocks where he just gets going, in right. the dude's mm-hmm. twenty yards downfield, he's yeah. still
1: pushing. <laughs> it's it's hard to see some stuff in high school with, with pass protection mm-hmm. for the obvious reasons, um, but I, in a few sets, he does show I think some pretty good patience. Um, they it can be easy to not. Uh, um, not be, or to be too aggressive in pass protection. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have to be aggressive, but you, there you have to show a smidge of patience there. Um, and then he just, I mean, he has all the pieces. Um, the one thing you worry about with a guy that, that height, um, and it's something Landon Young, I think had to battle was um, being a backbender as opposed to a knee bender. Um, so he, he's got to really work on, you know, keeping that balance and bending with his knees and not leaning forward. Cause that's where you can get in trouble. Um, but that's something down the line that you'll figure out. That's something not, you can figure out, not something we won't figure out really right now. Um, he he just – but with that said, he shows us a good forward lean at 6'8". That's really not easy to do. And well, I think it goes into, like, the athleticism piece we've talked about with Kentucky's new offensive line, this new scheme. I think even though he's this big, I think he can fit into that because of all these traits that we've talked about that he can bring to the table.
0: Yeah, and the – when you talk about the bend, too – that's part of his daily workout routine. He works out, you know, two three times a day at least. Uh, and a lot of it is drill work, where it's hey, I'm working on getting my doing high knees over a two and a half foot bar. You know, like just stuff like that that you don't think of. But flexibility is so important. He's got power. You know, he doesn't need to be in there bench pressing three times a day. A lot of it's focused on that flexibility and explosiveness, uh, and it's really uh, – I, I know that a, a good sign that you're doing well is when you see the other fan base's reaction. Uh, Tennessee fans, we can get to that in a minute. They've, they've imploded. But Ohio State fans were very, very upset uh, whenever predictions started rolling in earlier this week that Goodwin uh, mm-hmm. was coming to UK. Not happy about it whatsoever. Uh, There's going to be nothing in Kentucky. They don't have an offensive line. I mean, just every angry fan thing you could think of because he is, he's that talented. Like this is, this is no. I, we got that that Bleacher Report article that came out back in I believe it was 2018. So he was an eighth grader at the time. It was six eight months after Kentucky offered him at a camp up in Lexington, and Chris Vaughn, who is his, uh, he owns Aspirations Gym. He's his mentor. He's his guardian. He said that Keontae can be the number one pick in the NFL draft. And I was one who said, okay, really, this kid number one in the NFL draft? Okay. No, he 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 can be that. Now, we, we're we all about quarterbacks now, but yeah. he's, the, he's the most talented. He's the greatest talent that Kentucky has got a commitment from since Tim Couch. And you can't convince Oh, him yeah, no
1: doubt about that. I mean, number one pick aspect. If it's not a quarterback you're really looking at, a couple positions, like what would be the value there? Edge rusher, obviously. Yeah, in the NFL nowadays. And then that—that th- that was number two. One quarterback, edge rusher, two. Third is probably left tackle.
0: Yeah. So if you get a quarterback week draft, uh, it's possible. What? Who is the? Uh, wasn't one of the um, the brothers, the uh, from Michigan that got drafted? The dude from the Bears. The wasn't one of the long brothers, like the last left tackle that went first.
1: Eric Fisher was the last one. Okay, Jake Long. I don't think went. I think he went number two. I think that's who you're thinking of.
0: Yeah, I think that's who I'm thinking of as well. Um, But so it doesn't happen often, and, and you know, but still, he's he's this good, and I can't I can't properly just convey not only the the raw talent but i think what's really significant too is ohio state fans they'll use it against him they're like well it's a warning sign that he he gained a bunch of weight his first two years in high school and weighed 425 pounds well he got it off in nine months and he's kept it off because yeah. he, he he developed habits he developed good habits he he took it upon himself he knew like hey living with my mom i'm just i'm undis i'm not i'm not good with my diet i'm not as consistent." So he moves in with Vaughn. He gets on a strict diet. I was joking like, man, it was, you know, I gave up cookies for Lent. (laughs) I thought that was tough. He's like, man, try giving him up for six months. So he's been through the diet. At that time, he was working out five times a day, just on the treadmill. He has the work ethic. And I think not only does that fit the culture of what's happening at UK, but I also think that this is one of those where you really tip your captive in some not only for, offering Keontae when he was just a 13 year older and saying, this kid can really be something. But when he gained a ton of weight, some other programs, they got worried. And instead, Vince was, hey, man, I've been through tough times. I know you can do this. You got this. He was there kind of motivating him, but also building that relationship that ultimately helped him commit to UK.
1: Yeah, I think the the relationship is just a big part of this. That they just kept chipping away, stayed committed just really just daily hard work with this. There was no magic wand in this recruitment. I mean, for Goodwin, it sounded like it was a kid where the relationship piece was a big part of it, why he went to Kentucky. And there's no hiding from the fact, man, if this kid's a receiver, he's probably not at Kentucky. If he's, you know, another position, he's probably not at Kentucky. But the fact that he's an offensive lineman, the fact that Kentucky has built this offensive line culture – here mm-hmm. where it's a, the unit has a nickname <laughs> the unit is talked about glowingly throughout the fan base um, that, that, that it's very publicly appreciated, which is not something offensive line is in a lot of college football programs and fan bases that it's producing players. It's got a left tackle this season. That's probably going to be a first round pick. It's got a center uh, that's going to come off the board in this draft. It's got a left tackle that's probably going to come off the board in this draft. It's got – last year it had a guard taken in the – I believe Stenberg was fourth round, early fourth round. And so now you're looking at Kentucky. Now it's projecting where they're going to have multiple guys in the league where they're producing guys and getting Mm -hmm. them drafted. So I think that plays a big part in that, that he can continue this, and then he just becomes the second high-profile offensive lineman in this class joining Grant Bingham. Both those guys are big, but they can really move, and that's yeah. what you want. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, like, sometimes you have to settle for guys that can just move, and maybe, like, let's hope we can put some weight on them. Sometimes you got to get bigger guys, and then hopefully we can shed some weight. They can move a little better, but these guys have, the, I think, the total package right now. Yeah. And that's going <laughs> to allow them not only to make an impact, but I think make an impact earlier because their bodies don't need as much work. Mm-hmm they're kind of ready right now you mentioned the physics like the strength piece like Goodwin works out with in a professional type setting mm-hmm. and Bingham is you know he's bringing that 606 strength mm-hmm. to Lexington <laughs> so you know I, I just the big blue ball is not going away they've done a very good job building this this is John Schlarman's legacy and they're mm-hmm. only I, like you're only seeing it get I think getting better in a certain way and down projecting down the road. Um, that's gonna be a very, very nice piece for the program that they can dependently lean on having a one of the top ten to fifteen offensive lines in the sport every season.
0: and And I also this decision today in the short term, the highest ranked recruit since yada yada, that 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 grabs all the headlines. but it really right. is a culmination of years of changing things. You talked about developing, the big blue wall, the brand of Kentucky being a physical offense line first that, that, that started five years ago. Recruiting Keontae started five years ago. Uh, chipping into Louisville, you're not just aspirations Yeah, because that's another big thing. I think, I mean, getting the narrative switch. I mean, it was only two years ago where Vince Mero was talking about Petrino and how they would play the race card against UK. And, that feels so far in the past, whether it was how they honored the four African-American pioneers, broke the color barrier, the Black Lives Matter, march through downtown, walking out on practice. These coaches really talk the talk. They walk the walk. They've changed how people in the city of Louisville think this. So guys like J.J. Weaver, Jared Casey, Tay-Tay Crooms, I, I'm not saying they're like trailblazers or anything, but like getting those guys in, Really made it okay for others to join them, uh and you know, and, and now you're, you're you're kind of reaping the rewards uh of it. And all, and
1: yeah, I mean, it, it all it all changed when Merrill got into Louisville. I'm doing the count right now. I'm going through my spreadsheet, but they, this is Goodwin will be the seventh player from Louisville um, that that'll you know bring in. Yeah, knock on wood, sign with the program, <laughs> and. Like, it's a big deal. Like you said, he, he he comes from, you know, uh urban area in Louisville. Mm-hmm. That's not any area Rope. Kentucky has had any success with.
0: I think he said it was like Hill Street, you know I mean? Right in smack dab yeah. in the middle of the and West and it,
1: like, it goes right in, like, with Merrill going. To, I, I've talked about this a lot. I guess you kind of have to live here to realize what it means, but, like, getting Isaiah Cummings to Kentucky – it's one of the the craziest recruiting things I've seen it for, with in regards to the Kentucky football program. Going like Mel High might as well be Louisville High School. <laughs> like literally, they everybody that goes there ends up going to Louisville for the most part. And the kid's dad worked at Louisville, and he ends mm-hmm. up going. They're still Louisville fans, but he still is going to Kentucky. That's just um, that's a big coup for Kentucky, and it's also, I mean, at the same time, it's an indictment on Louisville. But we've seen that program have some struggles here recruiting in state, specifically the metro area in Louisville. And Kentucky's really taking advantage and cleaning up. And you, it, you see that with the well, signees.
0: And so they're doing it in Louisville. Uh obviously, Keontae Goodwin isn't going to be the last kid that works out at Aspirations Gym that's really talented. Like we said, Wondell Robinson, he's one of them, Carrington Valentine. But both guys are going to start for UK next year. They were aspirations guys. But there are two of, like, two dozen or more that have trained there. Rondell Moore is going to be, you know, fringe first-round pick this year. Probably second uh, round. Yeah, the, the like Hobbs Moscow. kid from Illinois. I, I don't know if he's going to get picked or not, but he's going to end up on a training camp. Um, And I, he he was originally a male kid who ended up at uh, in Champaign. Uh, Stephen Heron, Trinity kid, went out to Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so and it hasn't always been the case where they've hit on these guys. I mean, Jordan Watkins is one of them. He ends up at Louisville. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not like they've locked it up, but they've got their foot in the door there, right? which I mean, at Frederick Douglass, you could say the same thing about that school. You could say the same thing about North Harden. You almost have to treat it like a high school as almost like a feeder system. Kentucky's done it in other parts of the state and now to do it in Louisville. It's it's the old introductory press conference like it. We're gonna yeah. build a fence around the state. Nobody's what, getting through. Right, And that's it, what
1: you're seeing happen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I still love whenever they say it. It's uh, it's it's pretty much the most end. I don't watch them like you do, but I, I'm sure that's the part where where that Family Guy bit where they talk about like I love when they say the name of the movie in the movie, uh-huh. and he's like, oh, there it is. He said it. Like that's the- that's what I'm waiting for. It's the old uh, hangover, oh, I'm never drinking again, saying
1: like, okay, it's easy to say that now. Let's see if you can actually do it.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I do want to mention, too, that, you know, you knocked on wood earlier uh, about, you know, signing knock on wood. This year, more so than any other year, you cannot begrudge any of these kids for taking official visits elsewhere. Goodwin will probably do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, if I was all of these kids, I would take my visits. you got no recruiting process whatsoever. Why not spend a weekend somewhere else? And they're going to keep trying. Like, this is just the start of it. I mean, I Saban's blowing up his phone right now. That's what took so long for me. I mean, these guys are not going to quit. This is a long process, but especially particularly in Goodwin's case, like I think at least when you get into Wade twins, um, you know, maybe Tennessee, like hypo has them rocking and rolling. And, you know, yeah. you could see the in-state stuff happening there. But at least in Goodwin's case, you know, he's like, I just treat it. I'm not going to put anybody on a pedestal. Oh, yeah. And I, I do really think that uh, regardless of how things unfold, that relationship with Marrow is going to be tough to beat uh, when I, it comes down to yeah. it.
1: he doesn't seem like a, a kid that's going to flip. But you never know It's recruiting. And in some of these bigger schools, Kentucky it hasn't because they've gotten three commits – This past week, they five total in the last, what, two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really slowed down for a lot of these bigger schools. And everybody's waiting for stuff to open in June where Mm -hmm. people can take visits. And then when they'll start happening, then we're looking at a month of July where I think recruiting is just going to be insane. insane. There's going to be commitments every, like big commitments every day. And it's going to be something crazy to monitor there where, who's getting the visits, where the kids going, all, all that, all that type of good stuff, how they, how they mm-hmm. kind of sanction it, like how many kids can they have on campus and what are the limits? I mean, that stuff we still got to figure out. But switching uh, over to the wait, wait, wait. Real, real
0: quick on that point, too, it's going to be important that, like, we've we, we seen kids saying, I'm going to I'm visiting this state. Kentucky, none of their kids have said that. And I think that's a good yeah. thing because you want to get your Binghams and your Goodwins on your campus. pillars of the class. Right, I want to get him on the same time as your guys who might, like uh, who's the kid from Georgia? Is it Michael Williams? Is, mm-hmm. that, is that right? Yes, yes. five star kid that they're gonna they're gonna get a visit out of him. It's you want him on campus the same day time as you've got the other guys who are top fifty players, you know, top one hundred players. Right, yeah. Um, but I want to get to the Wade twins. But first, I want to remind you that the world's best professional women's soccer players they started playing in our state. And Racing Louisville FC, they kicked off their inaugural season at Lynn Family Stadium a couple weeks, or actually it was last Saturday, and it was incredible. Through the rain, buried a goal in stoppage time to force uh, a draw. I mean, it was literally as as late as you could get, as close to a walk-off win as you can in soccer, and... It was an incredible atmosphere. You need to be a part of that atmosphere. When racing hosts their next home match at Lynn Family Stadium against the North Carolina Courage, 6 p.m. Monday, April 26, as part of the NWSL's Challenge Cup, the tournament leading in to the regular season that's going on throughout mid-May. It's the best women's soccer league in the world. That's going to be a great time to kick off your Derby Week festivities. It, Derby Week in Louisville, there's no time like it like it and you can enjoy it by visiting the Immaculate Lynn Family Stadium and getting in on the fun. Secure your season t- your tickets and your season memberships today by visiting racingovalfc.com. Use that promo code KSR2 and you can get some discounted tickets too. Get in the door much cheaper. Like we went to that baseball game earlier this week. Not as near as electric as going to a soccer game. Sorry, Louisville slugger field, but <laughs> One Family Stadium is crazy during these times. It's a great venue. Uh, the, the beers are cold, the food is delicious. I highly recommend you all checking out Racing Louisville FC this season. Now, with that, com The Wade Twins. Luck like it. I have, I've spent, I never thought I would do this. But I have spent more time than I would like to admit on VolNation.com reading, (laughs) reading the implosion of the Tennessee fan base as they fight over whether Kentucky is relevant or not. I mean, it is. They are so mad. Oh, and just I, I could drink up every second of this because they cannot handle not only losing twins in a recruiting battle. But losing them to Kentucky, they just can't. They can't stomach it like it. They can't do it. They cannot accept it. Not just yeah. oh, It's glorious. I, I
1: did find the timing interesting on Tennessee's first two commitments. Got a couple of mid-three stars on the board, one from in-state, but just right before this news hit the weekend.
0: Oh, they—they they um, had that, to that stop seemed, the bleeding. That
1: seemed like those kids got the green light this week, when maybe they were on hold <laughs> just to get some good news rolling in there. But yeah, I mean it's a. It's a big deal. We've talked about it earlier here on Eleven Personnel. Just the class is stacked. Like Destin Wade is the top four hundred prospect, and he's the thirteenth ranked player in Tennessee. So That's you've crazy. got a, a you know some high caliber guys, really kind of numbers one one hundred through um, five hundred. There, I mean, there's just a lot of good quality football players in that state this year. And they're just – they're they're behind. They're way behind, to put it nicely. And it, this was a big one. Um, when you go to Keaton Wade, um, top 200 prospect, number four player in the state of Tennessee, so just, to me it was just for, for, uh, my God, my kind Tyler of payback for – for Tyler Barron. Tyler Barron, right. <laughs> you know, Kentucky did a long time recruiting that guy. Looked like they led most of the way. Ends up – Tennessee gets him last minute. And now that's kind of – this is the same position. Keaton Wade's going to come in here. He's a jack linebacker. He's already got a big boy frame, 6'4", 223 pounds. He can easily get up to that 240, 245 range. We talked to Brad White earlier this week. He talked about the importance of being able to hold weight at that position so he can be sturdy. Wade has the frame to do that. And the body type is just – I think it's a perfect fit for that position. He's got burst off the line just has some tools there that you can really build around and that that's the kind of player the defense has kind of been missing. I think the last couple of years in Wade's a guy that they can really um, work on and get to that level where he can be um, one of the better outside linebackers. I think in the sec and be like a legit eight, nine, 10 sack guy um, before his career is up in Lexington.
0: Yeah. And edge is also a position of need. Uh, so I think in each in the case of each twin you can kind of uh what's the word yeah you, you can you can pitch early playing time to each uh you can pitch to Destin. hey you want to play quarterback well things are wide open here and we've got a really cool offense so go ahead and give it a shot yeah there, there's there's a lot of tools there to work with but particularly at edge because the one thing that i haven't heard glowing reviews about from spring practice is Right now, it's, it's Jordan Wright and a bunch of guys trying to figure it out. You've well, got they, just J. J. they
1: don't have any bodies there. I mean, that's the issue more than anything. They, they've got, like, five <laughs> outside linebackers.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, You've got – And one of them so hurt. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're – J.J. Weaver back, but, you know, I know Josh Pascal was dealing with something different. But when you've got a long injury, rehab, it just takes a while to get that giddy-up back. So, you know, you, you can't expect a ton from him right away. So uh, – we, we need to see some of this Josh Allen effect
1: <laughs> and right. Yeah. That's what I wrote about um, in his film room piece a little bit was just ever since then, they like, they've got good players there. Like Boogie Watson was a good player on the edge. Jordan Wright's a good player on the edge. JJ Weaver's a good player on the edge, but it it's it just felt like that, that bump from Josh Allen just hasn't came yet. Mm-hmm. And you're wondering where is that at? And I think Keaton Wade, he went in the national area. You got him. Um, it's a big, big deal. I think um, he's got everything you would want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like now, it's just now it's just translating and developing. But it's easy to see him to, uh, growing into a really good player.
0: Well, and the thing I like too in this case is that Kentucky. Since Josh Allen, they've really shot for the moon for a lot of these guys. Yeah, uh, you you've seen guys from whether the DMV or Arizona, Kentucky's really tried to pitch Brad White as this next level developer of talent, as they should. Right. So, but but when you do that, you you might get spread a little thin. You're not going to hit on all of those because it's it's a big ass to mm-hmm. get one of these top notch edges to come into your program. But Wade could he's he's one of those guys and the guy i mentioned before too michael williams he could be another one of those guys so you getting the ball rolling is important and that's definitely the case with keaton wade
1: and steve Klinkskill runs point in the nashville area um, but he, he gets some help from the staff it's not just him i think like we talked about the relationship building piece they've been in nashville here the last few years kind of just chipping away I'm not making too big of an impact, but now um, it's starting to pay off a little bit more. And we talked in the past about the the backbone of this program is always going to be Kentucky, Ohio recruiting, and then I think you can throw Michigan in there. Like those are places you you need to clean up, but eventually you've got to go down south here. You've mm-hmm. got to go in the Nashville area. You've got to go into Birmingham potentially. You've got to go into Atlanta. You've got to go into South Georgia, and you, you got to beat in-conference competition, head-to-head for good football players. You just have to. There's mm-hmm. no getting around that. I'm not saying you have to do it for 10, but you, you need a couple every year that you beat out um, teams that you have to beat on the field. Like, you have to beat them. That's how you beat them on the field, beat them on the recruiting trail. And this this was another one. Like, we taught, saw last year Trevin Wallace was a big one. This year I think Keaton Wade was, you know, over Tennessee. I think that that's a big deal. Um, Christian Lewis, too, last year. I think that's very important to monitor – can they – can Kentucky – they have to be selective, I think, in recruiting in this traditional SEC footprint. Mm-hmm. But you got to win um, some battles. You can't just settle for these low, uh, low three-star. Like, you got to go in and beat out a legit good competition. And I think Keaton Wade is just evidence of that. And, and I think that's a sign of progress for the program.
0: And, and what's wild, too, is that you rarely see the – the package deal come to fruition unless it's twins and in most cases there's always a twin that's that's going to be just better than the other one i really think that the harrisons even though they're the ones we're most familiar with were actually pretty even in most regards uh aaron had a better freshman year he had the crazy shots andrew was incredible as a sophomore he got to finishing at the rim they were pretty comparable talents yeah but, for sure but In this case, you've got another instance where Destin Wade's a hell of a ball player, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last year, uh, a quarterback, he rushed for 1,500 yards on the ground. He threw for just shy of 1,400 and had 37 combined touchdowns. 37 touchdowns in 11 games. Look, I'm not great at math, but that's more than three a game. That is nuts. Yeah, Those are stupid numbers. And if he didn't have a brother who was a higher-ranked recruit playing a a crazy position, he'd be a hell of a kid in his own right. Right. Now, with with Wade, like
1: this is quarterback. He's going to get a chance to play quarterback. But the thing with him is he's got a skill set that can easily translate to the safety position. But for starters, we're just going to talk about him as a quarterback. You mentioned the total touchdowns, Mr. Football Finalist. You would like to see your quarterback throw for more yards than he's rushing for. But when you when you turn on the tape, he's got some velocity on the ball. He makes some, some touch passes that are kind of surprising. He's really accurate on the run, um, which is something good to see. Um, you he's a lot to be of, when you're that good on right? right? It's too. a lot of baseball thrower type where it's a lot of upper body kind of turn and twist shortstop stuff. You okay. would like to see him more. Um, lean into a, his lower body and get his legs involved in some of the throws because mi- he misses some of them short deep. And I think it's really not because of an arm strength issue. He's just lower body mechanics probably need some work. But you could, I mean, you could see it with him. I think he's definitely, I like, like I'm always skeptical on these athletes kind of because they're usually athletes for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, can they actually throw? But f- with him, you could, I, I could see some of the tools. Like if he got some, you know, work. I could see maybe him growing into it. So, he's going to be a guy I think I'm going to be watching closely this year, just how he grows as a passer in the offseason, and then when he gets to Kentucky, well, um, just how, how he kind of fits.
0: And particularly when you, you get some pointers from Lane Cohen. I mean, for all to, for all the things we've heard about how he's helped Joey Gatewood's game during the spring, I know it's not the same. Right. But these coaches are pretty adept on Zoom. They get, hey, tweak this, this here, uh-huh. and, and you, can, you can see some of those adjustments well, in real time.
1: What we're seeing in the NFL, I think, is kind of uh, relating to the Cohen and Gatewood um, marriage. Like these NFL teams have gotten to the point where they've simplified the game enough where it's just like, give us traits. If we have traits, we'll get this quarterback to succeed. You saw it with Josh Allen with the Bills this mm-hmm. past year. Like he he just became Justin Herbert with the, with the chargers. Like if you got some traits, they can make it work. If you can make throws down the field vertically and you can move around a little bit, they're going to make stuff easy for you. And I think Wade kind of fits into that and Gatewood obviously too, as well, who also had the athlete tag coming mm-hmm. out of high school. Correct. And so there, there's some traits there that they, that other quarterbacks just don't have. And it's just, can they get everything else at the speed? I think footwork is going to be a big thing for him um, growing as a quarterback, but I can definitely envision a scenario where he could be a starting quarterback um in college.
0: Now, for the if that doesn't work out, what like most people said, have thought he's going to eventually fit the bill as a defensive back and uh, it's kind of nice that you have that flexibility at least when recruiting players because you've already got what, three yeah. corners on the roster. So, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of nice that he can kind of leave you a spot open if you want to get more one of those kind of deals so he's not he's not scaring anybody off and he can yeah, still be an impact guy on the defensive side of it yeah, i would like to see him do some position
1: work but just based on his quarterback background his athletic profile six three, two 205, 5 he seems like a guy that could be a long-rangey type of deep safety um, that can just play kind of that center
0: field and, and should know how offenses are pretty well too you know it it was like when cohen was going back talking about how magwood runs routes like he's a quarterback and can find soft spots in the defense uh being a well-rounded football player has its benefit benefits like it big big shock i know right yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) but i mean this class is really you lose on whimset obviously but it's hitting some checkpoints early that i think are really promising Um, They're hitting needs and they're getting some high profile talent. And you mentioned the, um, the piece with the visits, when those all start getting these, your pillars of the recruiting class on campus, getting these guys in place are going to help recruit other people. Like getting a caliber player like Goodwin is going to open some eyes to, I think some other prospects.
0: Yeah. Somebody that good is going
1: there. Maybe I need to look a little closer type of thing. And it, it's just setting up to be a really, really good class. They've got some momentum, which they struggled to get last year on the recruiting trail. And now let's see what, as they get into the summer, see if they can get some stuff rolling because they really quietly have got stuff rolling here the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, and you, you mentioned Wimsett. It looks like Kentucky just never had a chance because they weren't going to be able to put them on the moon. <laughs> yeah. they, I, I, I don't want to curse the kid, but my God, that quote, that's that's we, a Hall of Fame we need, right um, there.
1: I need to get on the phone with Joe Kraft and see what we need to do to get some type of NASA program in Lexington, Kentucky.
0: We got to get must must to start you launching know. rockets from uh, from the practice field. Does it?
1: Do we just need to build like a Discovery Zone type center where they can, you know, have Ooh, cook up the camp. bungees
0: and just jump around? We'll, yeah. we'll steal Space Camp from Alabama. Yeah, bringing to Lexington. That was that was just a wild quote, but you know what? More credit to him. It's one of those things that like it. <laughs> It's that that's what kids were saying about kentucky you know six years ago and now oh, they're the established program like it's so wild i feel like we're in a weird spider-man meme. Yeah. like wait you can't build something in kentucky like this is this is so I weird it just came down to type of playing time i think he sees a
1: avenue to start pretty soon at ruckers and he's taking it and run with it
0: so more power to him yeah yeah good for him best of luck to him uh hope he does well uh, they should have a good team in Owensboro this fall. So, uh, uh, it's a uh, it's a Saturday night, an exciting Saturday night on the recruiting trail. And uh, it's it's weird, Luckett, that. This was supposed to be the day of the spring game, and yet here we are, yeah. still locked into football. So, more power to the the coaching staff for doing for for really timing this out well. I mean, particularly on the heels of the of the, the bad whimset news, where you have. Three four star guys back to back to back. What a, what a, what a wild twenty four hours. The cats are now top twenty five top fifteen class. I believe thirteenth in composite rankings, lunched up twenty spots. Uh, an incredible incredible weekend for the Kentucky football program. Yeah.
1: I believe it's seven top five hundred prospects. Um, two in the top, I think two two hundred. Two in the top two hundred with Wade and Goodwin. And that it's a really quality hall so top
0: 300 when you have Bingham and uh and the Dustin, you know, right? Uh, I mean, you kind of got to pick and choose your classes, your, your recruiting services, but right. nevertheless, it's uh, yeah, it, it was something that we could worry about too. Mm-hmm. Like it, there was, I, I, I personally was because you Kentucky used the recruiting visits so much to their advantage, and then you have kind of a ho hum year, you get a new offensive staff. Getting that bowl win and really turning that, generating some momentum when there wasn't a lot going mm-hmm. on, really a tip of the cap to Kentucky's yeah. coaching staff for making that. Yeah.
1: And I, we mentioned seven top 500 prospects already. Okay, we sit here on April 17th. They have seven. Only two classes in the Stoops era had more than that. That was 2014 with 13, or with 12, excuse me, in 2020 with 13. Last year's class only had four. So that just wow. tells that just tells you the caliber where they're sitting at. And yeah, a chance to even um, get to that that fourteen or that thirteen or fourteen number to break what they did
0: in twenty twenty. That would be even more impressive, considering the limited class sizes you take now because of the transfer portal.
1: Right. Yeah. They. You have to definitely consider that to <laughs> <in> fact. <effect>. Right.
0: <sighs> Good news all around, Luckett. and um, man, feel great. Let's go enjoy yeah. ourselves a cocktail, shall yeah. we? I'm going the Roosters. Let's go. I think this is the part where you say. Bo-Light time. Yeah. Yeah. It's light, light time. time. Oh, well, we appreciate all of y'all for listening to us. Uh, big shout out to Racing Louisville FC. Go get some tickets to their next home game, Atlin Family Stadium. Use that promo code KSR for discounted tickets. And enjoy this incredible celebration of Kentucky football. The Cats are rocking and rolling. Go Cats and go Kroger!